The showroom at Gallery Furniture has been reopened. The showroom on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville Gallery Furniture is now open. Go to for name brand products, great quality, at a great price, and they'll get you the best deal possible. Right now, Abreville, Sofa and Love Seat. This is a brand you see at one of the big box retailers. Espresso and color, ten ninety nine the price for the sofa love seat combo. Recliners, three ninety nine, add an accent chair for three nineteen. Financing for you available now. Gallery Furniture, Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman.com. Hi. My name is Sarah Hogan, and I live in Phoenix, Arizona, after spending 33 years in Atlanta. I guess that's my second act. I was very fortunate to work at Kicks all through the 90s. I remember it like it was yesterday when Cadillac Jack arrived in 94. He was a baby. I found out very quickly he was great with his listeners, so I always booked him for appearances. We did many all over Atlanta and have the stories to tell. Donna was working at Y106, and when Kicks and Y merged, we got to work together and became the best of friends. Working in radio at that time was an unbelievable experience. I am so glad I got to do it with Caddy and Donna. I always thought Donna would be great on air. Now with my second act, I get to hear my very good friends doing great things. Brings a little bit of home to Arizona. So I am thrilled I get to introduce this podcast. Here's Caddy and Donna with my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a loyal, loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Hello. I am declaring that I am not baking. I'm not baking anything. No banana bread, no muffins, no cookies, no croissants. But that never happened. Right. Well, listen to this quote, okay? This is what Tina Fey says. Quote, you can just go to bed, end quote who said you don't have to bake in quarantine to each their night cheese. Yes, queen. You came to me the other day in the midst of everything I have going on, homeschooling, working two jobs, cleaning a house, <sighs> keeping people alive. How come you're not baking like say, everyone else is? I didn't say it like that. I wanted pie one night. I was craving pie. Just and out of the I, blue. I was prepared to, is it who, who, Uber Eats? Yes, but I was not going to Dairy Queen. Pie. Well, they would. I was going to Dairy Queen. I was just going to order an entire ice cream birthday cake because I just I wanted something sweet. And I said, Donna, do we? You know, what do you think? I actually got up and went and baked brownies. That was very nice of you. I noticed people though that are doing a lot of baking. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Evelyn Kay, great friend of the family, and a, a, a big. But she's can, an amazing baker. She is. She made Texas Roadhouse uh, uh, rolls. The okay. other day in her oven at home, and they look legit. She's uh, Laura, an she's an amazing baker. Laura Jessup, a friend of ours, is making banana bread like three times a day right now. Okay, good for her. her good. Oven, I love Laura. Her oven is always preheated. Yes, I love Laura. <laughs> I love Laura. Love Laura. Love Laura. But I'm sure she would bring you over some banana bread. But baking's never been your thing. Cooking's never been your thing. So oh, how, my gosh. Really? You want to no, start really? there? Oh, Donna, come on. We've had the, we're, we're five minutes in, and you're going to start with that statement. But it's a fact. It's I not a statement. Cook, it's a fact. I cook a lot. And I I mean. Donna, I woke up this morning, and it smelled oh like God. our house was on fire. Because it smelled like I was at Goldberg's. But not in a good way. It smelled like Goldberg's was on fire, actually. Because you've discovered this. Everything bagel shaker salt thing. It's amazing. So everything that we've eaten for the past seven days, days is there's a consistency to it. 
and it's every, it tastes like an everything bagel. Yeah. Everything from green beans to steaks to like your entire plate looks beautiful. Um, and I, I, Donna sneaks behind me and shakes this stuff in like bags when I'm marinating steaks and chicken. It's so good. Right. Like you can put but, it on anything. But if your entire plate has that same taste, if everything tastes like an everything bagel, what's the, I mean, you got a damn filet and some street corn. In some French green beans, and I've really worked hard at preparing, and then suddenly you go around with a shaker, <laughs> and everything tastes like everything bagel. And I have heartburn right now from something, because is, there must be garlic in it. There's some garlic. A lot of garlic yeah. in it. And something that you have shaken, has shaken. <laughs> Your innards? My, my, uh, my. Your tummy. No, well, my, my heart, I, I have acid reflux, and it's horrible right now. So let's rest the everything bagel shaker. That's all I, I I'm in a phase. I'll come out of it. You can get it at Trader Joe's. You can get it at Costco. You can get it at Publix. It's so what good, did you move, What did you make this morning that made the house smell like burnt garlic? I made hours? an egg. I made a, like a fried egg, and I shook That some- smell came from you making a, a fried egg. <laughs> See, then I, I've, I'm okay with my statement that you're, you're not a good cook. You, you're not oh a good baker. God. Okay. <laughs> but you're not, and you know that. We've had this conversation, Donna, before. I think Han should fire the closing music. I'm the go- <laughs> the outro. Yeah, I'm the I'm the I'm the go to guy in the house when it comes to cooking. So listen, fire up some banana bread things that we can pass around watching Ninety Day Fiance. All right. Um, what was your core fifty seven hype song on the way here today? My core fifty seven hype song is a hit by a man, an artist named Richard Wayne Penniman. Okay. And Richard Wayne Penniman is the legendary Little Richard from Macon, Georgia. So he passed. Who passed at 87. Was the architect of rock and roll. A founding father of rock and roll. So I proudly add, if if they even have this, I don't know that Spotify has Tutti Frutti. I think they do. From Little Richard. (laughs) But I would like to add that as my core 57. That's a good one. You know what? Little Richard is one of those people who probably could get up on stage and perform and give it all he's got at 87. You know, there's that genre or that group um like we talked about jerry lee lewis i mean just that would just amaze you merle haggard you know just up until you know their last breath would give it all they had on stage and i have a feeling that little richard was one of those so yes we will add tutti frutti my core 57 hype song was faith hill i'm a big faith hill fan but it's from the breathe album and it's called there will come a day that is a great song it's such a great song because it's kind of a gospel song but it's one of those songs where you really get to see what a strong, strong vocalist she is. She is, she's a powerhouse. You know, she's one of those who, for like um, the VH1 Legends event and a couple of things, she went up and sang with Aretha and I mean, held her own, you know. So it's a great song. So we will add both of those to the Core 57 hype song playlist, which is available on Spotify. Just search for the Caddy and Donna. Hype Song Playlist on Spotify. Check it out. And uh, check out Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. The Alpharetta City Center location of Core 57 is currently open. All right. I want to get this out of the way. You have no idea what's coming at you, and it's going to upset you a lot. And okay. I, the this reason that, the reason I mean, that Ian, I have, Just fire the music. Well, the reason that I've chosen to do this in pod form is because you can't yell at me. Would <laughs> were the studio, or if you did, it'd be a very just would not be a good look. If mm, you did, okay. Well, let's see. And I've been sweating this for days. I have. Okay. All right. So, I went to North Carolina to surprise my mother for Mother's Day. All right. 
Uh-huh. On the way back, I spent one night there in Hickory, North Carolina, about an hour outside of Charlotte. On my way back, I chose to go through Asheville to visit with my dad. Um, and we 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 sat. Did, I didn't even go in the house. We just sat on the back porch. My dad is is in that extreme category yes. of um, of uh, pre existing conditions and things. And and so I went and picked us up some lunch, his favorite place, Carabas, and took it back. And we sat on the deck and visited. Probably not even an hour. And then I came back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. On my way home. Oh my gosh. On my way home. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why can't you drive like a normal person? On my way home, I got another speeding ticket. What is wrong with you? You can't yell at me because we're on the podcast. We're in the studio and you can't yell at me, Donna. Why can't you drive like a normal person? I was. I was driving. Now, this sergeant with the Georgia State Patrol would argue otherwise, as he did in the form of his uniform traffic citation summons and accusation. You're a su- you're a habitual speeder. I'm not. He lowered it to 74 and 55. You're a super habitual speeder. No, both of them were below 20 miles an hour. I've I, 20 miles an hour. Over, over. We're less. The, if you're super, you're a super speeder in Georgia. If your clock going 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. Okay. Both of these tickets that I've received in the past two weeks were exactly, they're actually for the same speed. They've both been for 70, well, one was 64 and a 45. This one is 74 and a 55. You are a danger to society well, on the road. Not, yeah, here's the thing. Though, I haven't had a traffic ticket in a decade, and I've gotten two in the past two weeks. And I chose not to tell you because I knew that you would be upset <laughs> like you are now. And um, I just want to explain what I was doing, if I may. Oh, okay. So, I was on Old 441 in Raven County. Mm-hmm. Right there near uh, Dancing Wolves. Dancing with the Wolves or Wolves <laughs> on the Roof. What is it? Goats on the Roof. That 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 place. This is a landmark if you travel up in that. to the you know. Which, that's where all the police Georgia hide out. You've been on Mother's Day? Come yes. on, Sarge. Yes. Come From on, Sid- Sarge. Well, you're not a mother. Well, I had been I had been to visit my mother. Oh, okay. You were speeding home to see your wife. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I had traveled a lot in like a twenty four hour period, and I at the moment did not know what state I was in. Literally, or literally, just, okay. because I just I'd gone from Georgia to North Carolina to Hickory, Asheville, came back down through Cashers, had to jump the gate to go walk my property because I don't have the gate code. Whole other story. So I'm coming back down through Dillard. And I get on 441, and I'm coming south. And I see, like a half mile in front of me, I had this. I thought, wow, those are beautiful purple cathansums or something. You know, like a flower. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. You were mesmerized. It's purple. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wait a minute. That's the exact same color of a Georgia State Patrol car. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, well, wait a minute. What state am I in? I'm in North Carolina. So that can't be a Georgia State Patrolman. So I just, I just kept on going. Because I knew that if I was in North Carolina, the state trooper would be a two-tone. It's, it's black and gray. But who speeds up when they see any policeman? I didn't think it was a policeman, Don. It couldn't be. Because my mind, in my mind, I thought that I was in North Carolina. And that was a, I'm even colorblind. But come on, you know that the Georgia GSP patrol cars are as purple as purple comes. They look like beautiful Cassandras or some beautiful flower that's blooming right now. 
So as I approach him, I see these blue lights suddenly. He hadn't even moved yet. But what he was doing was, I guess, sending a signal to me that I'm coming to get you. Mm. Just be prepared. And and I I, I got to speak to you. So what did he say when he pulled your record? You've been busy. No, because I don't think that doesn't come up. Thank God. <laughs> Put a guy in out of ticket in 10 years before these two. There was a very strange exchange at the end that I'd like to discuss. Okay. As he brings my ticket back to my car, to my train, I pulled over in a very, you know how when you get pulled over, you get so nervous, you're just going to pull over anywhere. Like, like in a I'd ditch or something? I pulled over in a blind <laughs> curve because I kept watching in my rearview mirror this this patrolman thinking he's going to get hit when he tries to get out of his patrol car to come back to my truck to hand me everything. Right. You know, because in, in the move over law, by the way, applies only if you do not have to put your life in danger. Okay. You don't have to always. I'm a big believer in the, what is the laws? Move to the right, right move, move over, yeah, move you know, right, for, yeah. for fire and first responders and things like that in law enforcement. I'm a big believer in that. And you should try to do that. I put these other drivers coming southbound from Clayton, Georgia in, in, in great disregard because as they turn that corner, they suddenly see a Georgia state patrol car in a blind curve and everybody's trying to get over to the left. And there, I, there were several misses with car accidents. So you don't, if, if, if you cannot safely move over, you're not expected to. And and in this position, there's no way you can right, get to the exchange. So he walks back with my ticket yes. and my driver's license. And he says to me, would you like a squirt of mm. sanitizer? <laughs> and I look and in his hand with my <laughs> ticket is a bottle of hand sanitizer. And that's something. I thought that same thing too, <laughs> until I looked at the bottle of hand sanitizer and Donna, it was, it was scary. It was scabby. It was worn. You know how, like, when you um, say you have a bottle of ketchup in your refrigerator and you haven't used it in a while and you pop the lid and there's, like, dry. It's crusty. And that's what this hand sanitizer looked like. But that was nice that he offers that. It was nice, but where did this come from? Where did this hand sanitizer come from? I don't know, but you're deflecting from the fact that when you left. It was tattered, this bottle. When you left on Friday, I said to you. It was filthy. No, I wasn't filthy. I said No, no. The I bottle s- of hand sanitizer that the sergeant oh, tried to I said give me to a score with. You need to be careful. You did. You need to slow down you did. because right, you're gonna be trying to on to the next thing. No, but what did you say? You made like some, what I said. Yeah, like. you made fun of me. So you're you're you gotta get it together. So I have a court appearance now in Milton Municipal Court on June first. I've hired representation for that. Jamie Bendel. Yes, the, the Jamie Bendel. <laughs> Is my is my attorney? Is he willing to travel to 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 Rabin County? Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to find somebody else in Rabin County. I don't know that, that Jamie Bell travels. Uh, so June first, and then I have to be at the Rabin County Courthouse in Clayton, Georgia, on at nine a.m. on Thursday, July twenty third. What are you doing to ensure that this doesn't happen? Keep happening. All right, let's talk about. Did you get a squirt? Did yeah, I, did actually, I get a yes. Did you I get didn't. a squirt? I refuse to squirt. I refuse to squirt. That was your first mistake. Seriously. Yeah, I said I'll pass. I'm cool. It just looked it, like the the label had rubbed off. What did it he had say? Been sunburned. Did... You know how they, they the label that you know they just dry out, kind of like an old photograph, and it looked brown and crusty. Okay, what did he, we have? The panel has a few questions. Yeah. Hans and I have questions. So when he came up to you and you, you rolled down, did he say, "Hey, dumbass, did you not see me?" 
and think you might want to slow down as opposed to speeding up when you saw me? No, he said, what's that smell? <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. <laughs> you know what? I hope your attorney can help you with this. <laughs> he didn't say that. He, okay. he didn't say that. Well, I hope your attorney can help you with this. No. No, he was very nice. But on Mother's Day, come on, dude. Really? And it was that area, if I may, where it drops quickly from 65 to 55. Exactly. It was, you, know where, you know where you rent those tubes yes. at that really nice place? It's not really nice. Who am I kidding? But, yes. but that place, if you're going southbound on the left. It happens all the time. When, when we're driving up to the mountain house, it always goes from 65 to 45. Well, it can't go from 65 to 45. It does no, from it one portion to You can't legally Clayton. do that. You have to drop to 55 first. Okay, 65, 55, 45. But right, but it's real quick, and he knew that. Serge but, knew that. And so he was waiting on people like me who were racing home to spend time with their wives, the mother of their children on Mother's Day. And he was, I was, I was his prey. Do you know what All I right. thought this segment was going to be? I don't know, because I, I, you literally had no heads up about no, this. No, I had all. no heads up. I thought you were going. Let me say, on the, on the run of show, the uh-huh. notes that we have for each other, all it says is reveal. Yes, Mother's Day reveal. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that you were mad because on Mother's Day, I cleaned the entire garage. You're going to work that in this way? Yeah. Are you? Okay. <laughs> and that you thought that I really should be sitting around like with my feet up, enjoying a you know, adult cocktail. But what I was trying, what I told you is I love, like if you have anything you need organized, like a garage, a playroom, I'm your girl. And so I have been looking forward to like doing the garage and it was such a beautiful day on Sunday and it looks fabulous, doesn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Happy Mother's Day to That's you. what I thought it was going to be. Happy Mother's Day But in you. fact, another speeding ticket. Wellstar Health System is helping you fight COVID-19 with comprehensive health services, including urgent care. Telemedicine, primary care, and the largest trauma and emergency network in the entire state. Wellstar.org forward slash COVID-19. You'll find updates, tools, and resources to help you stay safe and healthy. You have questions about the best ways to stay healthy. You also want the latest information about COVID-19. And you want it all from the safety of your home. Learn about telemedicine so you can visit with a health care provider virtually. Wellstar.org. Forward slash COVID nineteen. Well, star more than healthcare, people care. Six dinner price for one twenty nine at Dinner Affair. Thirty dollars off your first order with the promo code Caddy. Under one hundred dollars for your first Dinner Affair order. And it's always nice to have a meal ready to prepare. You don't have to cook, prepare Dinner Affair menus and and, and meals every night for dinner. You can still fix your family favorites and and, and the meals that you love to enjoy. Dinner affair delivered to your door anywhere in Metro Atlanta. Cheese ravioli with Parmesan pesto is on the current menu. The menu changes monthly. Dinner affair has a handmade pesto blend of basil, garlic, Parmesan, and olive oil. Uh, You can also serve it cold the next day for lunch. Dinneraffair.com. $30 off your first order. Promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, dinneraffair.com. Are you ready? I'm ready. Fire it up. This is where I come in. You like that? Like the fade. I like that. Very good. Okay. So some of the apps for the Appy, let's get Appy episode, are like fun. Some of them can make you money. This is, I want to say, 
probably not the most exciting app in the world, but you will find this incredibly useful if you have kids who are putting in volunteer hours, which I do. I have, you know, we have a 13-year-old daughter and I have a, um, we have a 16-year-old daughter and then we have a 20-year-old. But I, when Will was doing his volunteer hours, you know how all of your kids, um, first of all, they need volunteer hours for school. But the one thing that I learned um, through with all of my three kids was not to talk about the fact that the schools require them to have volunteer hours, but the fact that that's what's expected of you in life is to give back. And as a family, we do a lot of that. We always have. Um, but there is a necessity on the other end when you go to apply to college, you need volunteer hours. And it's really, really hard to keep up with it. And I've had so many friends say to me that they start this panic um, in like junior or senior year, like, oh, God, I know they did a ton of volunteering, but I have no idea what they did. So the app is called X, as in the letter X, to the number, and then VOL, V-O-L is in volunteer, X to VOL. And it's just a super simple app. You download it. And basically what you do is you set each of your children up. And anytime you volunteer, you log in the information and you put in, even you can even put in, like we do a lot of Meals by Grace, and you can put in the person that works there's email address. They will confirm the hours and it keeps up with how many hours have been verified and then when you're ready to start applying for anything, say you were applying for a scholarship, college, um, an award, you just push transcript and it prints out all of your volunteer hours. Not only does it print out the hours that you've done, but where you've done them, what type of – because you have to kind of put in like a information like what you did, packed meals or whatever. It talks about what you did at each of the um, volunteer opportunities, how many hours you were there, and who approved it. So it has been a game changer for for me, for Olivia and Charlotte, because I have all their hours. As soon as we, um, you know, go and volunteer, I just come back, plug it in for them. The person approves it and you're good to go. And you've got them in there forever. And, you know, I, what I what I did with um, Charlotte was I make her come along for all the hours that Olivia is doing, because you really sometimes don't get into the thick of it for again, for volunteer hours for college until you get into being a freshman in high school. But I make Charlotte come along with us because I think it's a great opportunity always to volunteer as a family. Um, And there are so many volunteer opportunities out there. Um, You know, we've talked before about the Proposity app where you can give money, but there is nothing better than giving your time. Um, anytime we've gone to volunteer and even when you've been a part of it and, and the girls have gone and maybe when you get your kids in the car, they're like, oh, why are we doing this? Every single time at the end of it, they're like, I'm so glad we did that. Um, And there are a lot of charities out there right now that just need help. You know, it may have to be done virtually. There may be something you can do. But um, I know like Meals by Grace, for example, we work a lot with them. You can't go to the place right now and prepare the meals, but they still do need meals dropped off. Um, And I remember to this day some of the families that we've dropped food off who've been so thankful. So any volunteer hours you can do always helps out, but this is just a great way to keep up with it and then be able to use it later, you know, when you're applying to college. So X to vol and we'll include it in the letter. We just got happy. All right. The headline going around is um, the office cast reunites for epic Pam and Jim wedding dance. Yes. I love that dance. And I've seen it everywhere. The story is so much more complex than that. 
the cast of The Office did reunite for a very special wedding on Zoom, and they did recreate the wedding entrance dance from from Jim and Pam's wedding. Um, and this all happened on John uh, Krasinski's weekly YouTube show called Good News. And he played Jim on The Office and also has a hit. I haven't watched it, but hit series on uh, Amazon. Uh, Jack Ryan, I think is the name yes. of it. So there's a Maryland couple. Their name, uh, they're John and Susan, and they're huge fans of The Office. And they sent John Krasinski the video of John's proposal in Maryland. And what he did is he reenacted the scene where Jim asked Pam to marry him on the office. And if you uh, flash back quickly, it was when they were in front of the convenience store in the pouring down rain, if I recall. And Jim basically said, I can't wait any longer. Right. And he proposed to Pam and she accepted. That's exactly what uh, uh, John did to Susan. And he sent John Krasinski the video. So John decided to pull that into his show, his YouTube program. And he got ordained as a minister so that he could marry them on Zoom. But what happened, the way that it all transpired and the way that it was put together, and I had never watched the good news show from John Krasinski before. It's so good. It's so well done. And it's nothing but great news and funny videos and heartwarming videos from the quarantine. Positive stuff. Uh, And I'm on TikTok and social media quite a bit. And there were several videos in just this one episode that I'd never seen before that were just I needed to see. He did one um, a couple of weeks ago where he did a virtual prom for all the high schoolers and he had the Jonas Brothers play. And there were the best videos of like people with the Jonas Brothers on in their, you know, living room on their big screen TVs and the girls were dancing with their dads and it was just like people dancing with their families. It was really, really cute. And he's done a good job of just bringing some, you know, happiness. Zach Brown has a new song out. And so Zach Brown was a part of this wedding. Um, they had coordinated with both John and Sarah's parents that they were on the Zoom. They had no idea any of this was going to happen. They meaning the the couple that are now married, right? Super fans of the office. So they had both sets of parents. They had uh, the, the, the another married couple, their best friends, pop in on Zoom. Yeah. Then he pulls up Zach Brown on Zoom. Zach performs. He does a real quick ceremony, and then this epic reunion takes place. And it is basically every character from the office, every cast member. And they're each on a Zoom screen, and they're doing their part. Their dance from moves. The yeah. epic. It was. It was to a Chris Brown song forever, and um, it was. It was just. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really good. And some of those dance moves are hilarious. Like Steve Carell was in there. I mean, it was just great. And when Zach Brown started playing. I started crying like she was like, okay, dad, because he was, you know, her mom and dad were in a Zoom box, one Zoom box, and obviously they were in another one. And she was like, okay, dad, are you ready, you know, to walk me down the aisle? And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so sweet. Because, again, you think of things, major life things that have been disrupted, proms, weddings, funerals. Um, It was just really, really sweet. He's done a great job with these shows. If you haven't watched it, it's on YouTube. And um, you can go back and watch some of the previous episodes. And he's doing a really good job with it. We'll include a link to this episode. It's 18 minutes, um, but it's worth every second. It, it truly is. is. Yeah, I know it really and is. And the epic dance is at the end, at the very back, uh, the, the the final part of the episode. But you, you need to watch the emotion in this Zoom wedding that John Krasinski officiates because it, uh, you just need to see it. 
So we're yeah, going to click the link. The dance is getting a lot of play, but it really is just one part. Well, of see, but, uh, yeah, the story. that's my point, though. Originally, yeah. I just thought that they did this for fun or something. Yeah. You know, I, I was maybe I was aware I was that John Krasinski had a YouTube show, yeah, a YouTube show, uh, his YouTube channel, but I'd never watched it before, and and so I didn't know that they were both related, right? Until I did some research and went down a rabbit hole. Um, so again, as I said at the top of the segment, it, it's so much, it's so much more complex than yeah, just, it and so much more heartwarming than just the office cast reunites for the epic wedding scene. Um, and we'll put a link in the letter this Saturday yeah. too, so that you can check it out. Uh, text left on red, red is in the color, R E D no spaces to the number two, two, eight, two, eight. And it hits your inbox every Saturday morning around nine o'clock. You may be thinking that because you're seeing a doctor, You'll need to at least have a copay. That's not the case if you have been injured in an accident and come to a Hurt 911 injury center. There is zero out-of-pocket cost to be seen by a Hurt 911 doctor. So what that means to you is simple. There's no charge to you unless Hurt 911 wins your case. 10,000-plus cases handle over $100 million won. No win, no fee. Free consultation. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. We're classified as a music podcast, or as Donna likes to say, semi. Semi music. Music podcast. And we uh, were, were having a conversation earlier in a, in a pod about the, the Kenny Chesney-Drake fight for number one on the chart because they both dropped an album the same day. Um, and we have the numbers now. And and they both dropped an album the same day with not a lot of fanfare. Well, Drake had none whatsoever. Right. And there's so few artists like that that can just drop an album out of the blue. No one knew it was coming. Right. Um, kind of like Beyonce style. Right, exactly. Yeah. With no no promotion, no social media, no merch bundle or ticket discount for the tour. You know, all that stuff's always right. uh, intertwined. And, right. And Kenny Chesney won the battle, y'all. So that's awesome. Kenny Chesney uh, by about 8,000 units, 233,000 for Kenny here and now. Drake Dark Lane demo tapes two twenty five thousand. So congratulations to Kenny Chesney. I did a deep dive into the numbers and found some things that I found very interesting about Kenny Chesney and this huge win. Uh, the largest week for any country album, and uh, I think I saw like a year and a half since "Cry Pretty" from Carrie Underwood hit. Um, the third biggest sales week of the year for an album overall, not just country for Kenny Chesney. Uh, Trails only BTS. Who are they, Don? They're the um, Korean pop group, K-pop. Okay. Those fellas. And uh, The weekends After Hours. So Kenny Chesney is number three there as overall. And listen to this. With Here and Now hitting at number one, Kenny Chesney now ties Garth for the most number ones on the Billboard 200 by a country act. That's great. Good for him. What a huge score for Kenny Chesney. Uh, Kenny Chesney now has as many number one albums as Garth, Drake, and Madonna, the Rolling Stones, and Kanye West. What a category to be in. Here's what's interesting about that. He has two names. All of them only have one name. Madonna, Garth, and Drake. How about that? That's very astute, Donna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I guess my point to this is he's such a workhorse artist. You know what I mean? Like, they're they are like multi and he is too but i mean they're like multimedia powerhouses you know and um he's just a hard worker and so deserving of everything that happens so it's great 
So, uh, Kenny Chesney, congratulations to you, man. Well-deserved. Excited for you, buddy. Here and now is available uh, right now. Imagine these numbers, though. 233,000. Uh, the third biggest selling album of the year. Imagine in a non-pandemic environment how how high those numbers, higher those Would numbers be. could have been for both Kenny Chesney and, and Drake both. But you know, we've told the story to, to hit 233 in a pandemic. It's amazing. I, I, I would have I would have lost our house. Yeah. On him hitting 233,000 first week. It kind of surprises me too. I have to tell you, with with not a lot of like we say Street Week or whatever. We've told the story before, but it, it really is so true about Kenny Chesney. You know, we were at the CMAs when he was named Entertainer of the Year. And we were at the party afterwards um, where he came in. And I will never forget, that is one of those moments that I will never forget the look on his face. He was so humbled, so blown away, so thankful. I mean, just tears streaming down his face when he walked into that room and saw everyone from radio and you know, the record label and all all of his friends, as we've talked about before, his friends and the people who work on his tour have been with him forever, David Farmer. But I mean, I just, it was amazing to see him kind of looking around the room, almost like I finally deserve to be here. You know what I mean? For an artist who had worked so hard, so, so, so hard, such a road warrior, and to finally get that award, I will never forget that. I, I just remember how he you know, sometimes people are jaded when they win awards, but he was so thankful. So good for him. Couldn't happen to a nicer person. Let's talk Tay Tay for just a second. Taylor Swift is partnering with ABC and she's going to uh, air a concert of hers. The only, is my understanding, this is the only concert that Taylor Swift was able to pull off before the, the pandemic hit. And it happened to be in Paris. And her people say, we just happened to record it that night and we're going to show it on ABC. I don't know that that's uh, the way that it happened. I don't think that you just happened to tape a concert, especially on the Taylor Swift level, and especially one that would need to have the production value of this concert. And I'm sure that it will. Um, it's called the, um, the City of Lover Paris concert because her project is called Lover. So I think that there was a lot of play and attention put into that. I think that there was an intent to show this at some point, but probably not until after Taylor had wrapped her world tour, if she were able to do that, because they're not going to put out a, a world tour special if tickets are still, if, yeah. if she hasn't visited, you know, there's still half the tour left or something like right. that. So I'm sure Taylor, who, who is super loving and, 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 and truly loves her fans and understands the power of her music. And what it could do to people, especially in a very trying time like we're in right now. So Taylor uh, said, you know what? Let's go ahead and put it out. Let's do it. So um, ABC got it, which is a little different in, in her uh, uh, strategy from past specials. Miss Americana. was on Netflix. was on Netflix, as was um, with the Revolution mm -hmm. um, concert was also on Netflix. But she's going to uh, ABC Network for this one. And um, I think it's going to be super interesting. I, I have heard this about it. It's going to be very stripped down. There's no uh, wardrobe changes even. Uh, there's no set changes. It's, it's pretty basic. And I've been told that this concert in Paris that they recorded was basically just radio winners from around the world. That there were like hundreds of different nations represented oh, wow. of her fans. So, so it, it may it, have been it, something she, she wasn't sure how she was going to release at the time. You know? Maybe so at the time. But I, I just don't think that, I, I, I don't know, City of Lover, Paris concert. They went that far to 
And I've seen, we've seen trailers and clips of yeah. it in preview. I'm excited. I mean, it's very well done. The production value is, is, is top notch. Nothing that Taylor does is not. So there was, they were going to put it out at some point, but I don't think it would have ever been nearly this early. If you're listening to uh, the podcast on uh, upload date, which is Thursday, May 14th, it will air this Sunday after the American Alley, uh, American Idol finale. And it was Reputation was the other tour. Rep- not Revolution. I was yes, trying to think why you were saying that. What? Yeah. So Taylor Swift fans have that to, uh, to look forward to as well. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the national unemployment rate at 14.7% in the month of April. Yeah. That's some dismal numbers. Wanted to take a moment during the podcast and, and reset my second act because we can tell you that if you have been let go from your job, it's going to take an emotional toll as much as a financial toll on you and your family. Yeah, I know it is. And, um, you know, the reason we call this podcast, um, my second act is because it genuinely is your second act. I, you know, it's funny how many people have always said to me prior to meeting you and just hearing your voice, you know, knowing that you were with one company for 26 years, I think people assumed you were like in your sixties. You know, and you do have a, you know, you have a deeper voice. And, and, and when people would always say to me, you know, after you lost your job, a lot of people said to me, what, is he just going to retire? And I would just kind of laugh, not to their face, but I mean, because you were in your forties and we certainly were not financially set up for you to retire. You know, at that point we have, you know, three more people to get married, two more to get through college. And, um, so, you know, anytime, I don't care if you've been at a job for, three months or you've been at a job for 26 years, anytime you get let go, it's a process. You know, it's, we've talked about it. It's almost like a death. Um, and I think, I do think it's worse the longer you've been there because it really is your identity. And for you doing what you did so publicly, it truly was your identity because not only do you lose your job, you lose it in a public manner. And so everyone has an opinion or a side story or a, a story they're trying to sell or, uh, you know, everyone's got a lane for, you know, why it happened or what happened. And, and, and if we go back to the very first podcast, we we said it simply was just a, a decision made by the radio station to go in a different direction. Some of it was financial um, because you did make a lot of money. But for anyone, and there's so, so many people listening who are currently dealing with unemployment, um, it's a tough road. And I wish we could say that there was some magic wand that you just wave and it gets better immediately, but it doesn't. It's a process to go through it. Well, and and, and unemployment is extremely tough to navigate, even in a, a, a non-pandemic era. And it's a matter of public record, and I don't mind sharing this, but when I was in morning drive um, at Kicks, I made anywhere. I mean, I, I, you don't mind if I do this, do you? No. Okay. I made anywhere from four hundred thousand to five hundred thousand a year base salary, plus uh, as we used to call it, uh, uh, cash and prizes, which could be anything from appearance fees to endorsements to bonus ratings, all that kind of stuff. Um, I went from that to nothing overnight. Yeah, and then took uh, maybe four or five weeks to maybe we'll say three weeks to get the unemployment going, which what three nineteen a week I think three hundred nineteen dollars a week. Yeah. Um, and, and so it is a, it is a very, very trying time. 
It's a shock to your for, system. For everybody. But what I learned is that you can't just lay in the bed for too long. Right. You have to look for opportunities. And I in in radio, there are so few opportunities anymore. I had come to terms with the you know the the fact that it prob- I was probably not going to go back into terrestrial radio, and I was okay with that. Yeah, uh, it took a while to process that, but in the end, I was okay with that. I for twelve years had gotten up at three thirty in the morning, right? Um, so it was very taxing on a marriage. It's very taxing on a family. It's very taxing on your health, right? Um, but I've also been clear that you never say never. You know, if something were to pop, who knows? I'd, I'd be crazy not to entertain anything. But it also, I'll never forget, like you sitting around and saying to me, and, and it was very true. It was like, it's the only thing I know how to do. Like, because, you know, and we've talked about it on the podcast from the time you were 16 years old, that was the direction you were moving in. You know, it it wasn't like, and that's what I try to explain to a lot of people. And anyone who's going through this now, you may be in a similar situation where you can't just pick up your toys and go to another firm or another company. Maybe there's something you're doing that's very specific to the world and you're just really struggling with what do I do now? And I think, you know, women go through this too, but I think men, especially um, unemployment hits them very hard because there is an element to providing, you know, that paradigm of providing for your family and, you know, making sure that you're doing everything you possibly can. Um, and so a lot of it is kind of a mental game too. Um, and I kind of had to, um, let you go through your process. And I was also going through my process, you know, and I know we were equally spinning in our own worlds about, do we have enough savings worried? What are we going to do? You know, that type of thing. And, And again, if you're listening and you're going through this, we have been there. We've been at, and and when I say we've been there, we've been at the top of the top, which doesn't make it any easier. Trust me. It sounds like it's easier when you're making a lot of money, but it's, it's actually not. You fall just as hard to making nothing, you know, overnight. And there were some periods where, you know, you had sent some, you know, we have agents, we've had agents, um, we decided moving forward. We've had in radio, you have, um, agents who help, um, negotiate your contracts and do different things along the way we've had we could we could do stories on agents that would just crack you up and make your head spin make your toes curl but you know we've had a lot of different ones but we decided when this period was over that we would um move forward on our own because we had done this for 26 years and while our agents were helpful at different points in careers we almost had become so well versed in it from dealing with it that we were always kind of working hand in hand with our agents that we thought you know, moving forward for any opportunities, we're going to kind of do it ourselves. And so you did put things out into the world, but radio had tightened up so much that there was no reason to pay someone a massive six-figure salary because there were so many people available. And this was pre-COVID, you know, available to work that it was really, really difficult to find a job, you know, in the same pay range as what you were getting. And it also meant for the most part, picking up your family and moving. Because the most obvious question that always comes up to us is, why didn't you just go over to the bull? Well, you had a non-compete. And there was a time period, and we'll have to tell the story in one podcast because it really is a great story later. But there was a period when your contract was up at one point and the the company, Kix, did not realize that you did not have a non-compete. 
and you had another offer from the bull at the time. This was I was going. You were going. Everything was packed. We were all ready to go. And they swooped in. Kick swooped in at the last minute. Well, they, and, and there was a, a right to match. A right to clause. match. That was a good year. Yeah. Um, that, was a good, <laughs> that was a good contract. But they matched it. But but the point to this is we get that a lot. Why didn't you just go across the street? And the simple answer was they didn't need it. They didn't need you at the time. It wasn't that they didn't need your heritage, but they were rolling along pretty well. Their ratings were solid. And they knew it was going to cost a lot of money to get you over there. And I just don't I don't think that that was where they were at. And And honestly... I think you were tired after 26 years, like you said, of getting up at 345, but you just didn't know what you were going to do. So kind of going back to if you're going through that right now, the one thing that I said to you every day is get up, go have lunch with people, get out into the world, get out of your head and go be around kind of a community of people. And that's tough to do now, but you can do it tougher to do virtually now. zoom, sure, text, phone, FaceTime. Um, I went on what I call my free lunch tour because nobody's going to turn down. That's one who just got fired. Nobody's not going to not buy you lunch. Exactly. And so I reached out to all my friends. I had free lunches for about six weeks. (laughs) Yeah, you were busy. And loved it. But was able to to reconnect with people. But it was people in the media, too, who gave you you ideas that you might not have thought about. I remember being at, this is when you actually went to the unemployment office to file your unemployment. Now you can't do that. But um, they, they send you to like this bank of computers and you have to answer all these questions and all this kind of stuff. And one of the questions was, um, how many months have you been at your job? And I kept, I did the math, you know, it was like, you know, 52 weeks a year, 26 weeks. It came out to like 1,352. Um, and I kept trying to enter that number and it kept kicking me out and I was getting pissed because it, it didn't save all your work up until that point. It just kicked you out. Oh gosh. So I raised my hand and the lady comes over with a long, long nails and pencil in her hand. <laughs> And I said, "Listen, I said um, it won't it won't take my number as to how long I've worked at this job. Well, how long you worked at the job?" And I said, "Well, it's thirteen hundred and fifty two weeks." She said, "Just put in ninety nine because that's only characters. Just call it a day. That it would take it only go two characters. It wouldn't go to three characters. Uh, and another one came up about about how much you made. Yeah. And I was trying to enter my base salary, and again, it kept kicking me out. And so I raised my hand, and the lady with the long nails and the pencil in her hair comes over. <laughs> And I said, listen, I have another question. She's irritated with me at this point. And I said, I have a question. It won't take my salary. What's your salary? And I said, you know, $425,000 base salary. She looks at me and she goes, you need unemployment? (laughs) (laughs) You sure you need unemployment? Um, but you t- take advantage of every, listen, I, 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 well, the unemployment is also part of a bigger picture too. It is. But- it was And each case is different and each whatever, but take it, t- listen, well, it, don't take advantage, but no, just, don't take it. Well, do take advantage right. of what is offered Sur- to you. Services that are out there for you, and I think don't take advantage of the system, but right. take advantage of what's being offered. Well, and I think the bigger message with that that you and I both learned is <laughs> swallow your pride. You sure you need unemployment? You know, yeah, sometimes you you sometimes to. you're too you're afraid to say to someone, "Hey, I I think I need some help. I'm not doing well here. I." I'm having a rough day. Um, is there anything? And, and I'm not just talking about like help me financially, but you know, it's really, really important to tell people because it's it's also okay to not be okay. And um, you know, the only way to solve that is to let someone know so that they can help you. And I remember on one day, one particular day, when you were having just a horrible day, and you were like, "What am I going to do?" Like with the next 
40, 20 years, whatever, of, you know, of my working life. And I just said to you, you know, here's what you, what you have. You have a lot. But what you have is a relationship with your listeners and you have a great voice. So you, you just need to figure out where those two things fit in. And here we are. And here we are. So if you're going through it, we urge you to, um, you know, don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid of a second act. And honestly, when I say that everyone said you're going to get to the other side and you're going to look back and say, dang, that was a rough ride, but it was fun and I'm glad I did it, you will. We would have never believed that, would we? Believe in yourself. Yeah. And get out of bed. And get out of bed. If all real estate agents were created equally, then every agent would be able to get you top dollar when selling your home. Unfortunately, though... Uh, there can be big differences that exist between the traditional real estate agent and Tracy Cousineau's team of certified home selling advisors. What they have developed is a supercharged virtual listing. They send a virtualographer to your home to get professional photography, a 3D virtual reality tour, and they do not skip a beat in their proven system to get you up to 18% more equity than traditional agents. Tracy Cousineau, the supercharged virtual listing system. They are selling homes. They are listing homes. They are closing homes at tracycousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home and Tracy is going to do that. I promise you. 855-MY-EXPERT. Reach out to her. Pod peeps for this show. We're going to run through just a couple of quick questions. Um, We encourage you to reach out to us. You can uh, shoot us a text. Leave us a voicemail. I'm going to give you the number twice. It's also on all of our social media channels, 770-464-6024, 770-464-6024. And uh, because of operator error on my part, there's a few hundred messages that I hadn't gotten to. But you're getting to them now. Just just as quickly as I can. Okay. Don't think that we didn't care about your message. No, I'm responding to them as I come, as, as I can. But some of them go back to March. We've got, um, a, we've got a research assistant so we've got to get rid of. It, but if it's a text message, include your name, please, yes. so that we know who you are and where you are and what you're thinking. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay. Jenny Montgomery writes, been a loyal fan of Caddy since he was doing Afternoons at Kicks. Uh, loved this morning's episode. And, you know, people listen to, to different 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 timelines of the podcast. Some people are just now starting. Some people are halfway through. Some people are entirely called up. Love this morning's episode. I was laughing so hard at the whole restaurant rating segment. Remember this? The O'Charlies and yes. coming where we went to eat. And the next day they were shut down. Carol Sparge doing a live shot for Channel 2 from yes. the parking lot because yes. they've been shut down. Donna has always been a stickler about uh, the restaurant rating system. Jenny writes, I'm the exact same way. I have left restaurants before if they were below a 90. I say that's crazy. This no. is Caddy talking. Good for her. Also, you said no one has died from a dirty restaurant. That's not true. <laughs> a child... A childhood friend's dad was a truck driver. He got listeria from dirty silverware at a truck stop, and he died from it. Oh, my gosh. Donna's hilarious, and the two of you together are perfect. I relate so much to her. Uh, I think a new hashtag should start. Hashtag I'm with Donna. Thanks for producing such a great, entertaining podcast. So okay. Thank you, Jenny Montgomery. couple of things there. I uh, do not think that you should eat at a truck stop. And number two, if you have to, for some reason, you need to bring your own silverware. Seriously, listeria is a real thing. You what can, is? I don't even know what that is. You can get it from uncooked hot dogs as well. So, yeah, see, people do die. Well, you know, coming out of the quarantine, one of my six things that my body's made up of is hot dog water. Good God. Okay. Um, let's see here. Another text. No name. Uh, you talked about virtual class and using Zoom. 
My sister dumped the F-bomb in her son's second-grade homeroom class chat. Oh, dear. She said all the kids were talking at the same time, so she thinks no one heard her. <laughs> Hashtag parent fail. Hashtag mute the mic. Someone's mama might have heard. Oh, no. Mute the mic is a hashtag. Uh, I love that. Uh, I want to say thank you to Carrie, um, who texts, uh, sent a text in. Just wanted to share that I walked my sister through how to listen to your podcast. Uh, she had never even found the podcast icon on her phone. I love that. But she will now be listening with the rest of us. Thank you for all your hard work and willingness to share your personal lives with your loyal listeners. Carrie, K-E-R-R-I. Carrie, thank you so much for checking in. Um, and what we're going to do next week, next Thursday, I think, is we're going to do an entire mailbag episode yeah. where it's going to be nothing but voicemails and text messages that we answer. And I'll give you the number two more times because we'd love to hear from you. And I now have the, the app on my phone. Okay. When you shoot a text to the show using this number, I get a notification on my phone. And Perfect. I, I try to respond immediately. Try. 770-464-6024. 770-464-6024. I also noticed I'm going through the text messages. A lot of people text that left on red to that number. Okay. Uh, left on red to receive the letter every Saturday at nine is 22828. All right. Yes. So check all that out. All right. Our good friend, Sarah Hogan, intro of the show today. Yes. So she is one of my best friends in the whole world. And we met at Kicks. Both you and I worked with Sarah at Kicks. She was a salesperson. She was probably one of the top billers at Kicks during the Kicks dynasty. Um, and she is married to Brian Hogan. And they are, I want to talk about a dynasty, the Hogan family, you know. I forgot. Brian, Brian's brother, John Hogan. Was the president of was Clear Channel. president of Clear Channel for yeah, decades. The, all of them. They're just, they're... They're I've big, totally forgot about big that. time in the media. But Sarah is so special to me in so many ways. And uh, she's just a great friend of us. But she's one of the first stepmoms that I ever met. Um, I did not have kids at the time when I was working with Sarah. And she has two stepkids, Anna, Nick, and then she has their biological son, Jack. So she's the opposite of me. She has two stepchildren and one biological. And um, she, I really got kind of a front seat in watching her navigate being just an amazing stepmom. And her and um, her and Brian, her husband, they had a lot of trials and tribulations that, you know, very similar to things that we've talked about on the podcast with trying to um, co-parent and get through that time. So I really believe when people say, oh, you know what you're telling me has helped me, she really helped me become a great stepmom because they always did it with such um, dignity and, and they were, you know, they were always very kind. And so I, I always was like, you know, that's the kind of stepmom, never even knowing that I was going to be one, you know, but if I'm ever in that position, that's who I want to emulate. But um, she is a, she, they have a grandbaby named Connor. He's adorable. Nick, um, her, one of her stepsons has um, a son, Connor, and their biological son, Jack, who he's just the cutest little thing in the world. He, um, goes to Embry-Riddle in Daytona, and he just got his commercial pilot license. So we're very proud of him. Um, that's a major step for him. And she lives in Phoenix. That was very sad. They moved out there because Brian is working for Fox Sports South. Or actually, it's not Sports South anymore. Well, here, here, well he ran Fox Sports South Sports here. Out here but it's Fox Sports in Phoenix. They transferred in Phoenix. So I, I miss her terribly. Um, she is just one of those friends who I think she knows everything about me, good, bad, and indifferent, and still loves me anyway. And those are the kind of friends you need. My favorite story about Sarah is we used to have, back in the good old days when we worked at Kicks, we both worked at Kicks, Norm, Norman Shrutt, who we've talked about before, who at one point was your agent, 
but also was the general manager of the station. Well, he, he Norm's the one that hired me. When and I was he 19. hired you. He was the president of ABC Radio at the time, and just has a larger than life personality. Got a lot of Norm stories. We'll tell later, but he would have these pool parties, and they were these legendary pool parties. <laughs> And Can you imagine now? No. Like your, your boss throwing a pool no. party. Yeah, this was definitely, <laughs> definitely pre-Me Too. And, and I will say, other than Rusty Roberts, I think we were a completely female staff, you know. So it was it was debauchery at the highest level. But Sarah kept, I don't think, I think she was married to Brian at the time, but she kept calling and saying, I'm on my way, I'm on my way. And, you know, Norma would be like, one more drink, one more, you know, dive off the diving board. <laughs> and so it got to be two in the morning. And she's like, I can't drive. And so Norm drove her home, but he drove her home in his Rolls Royce. Can Norm, you Norm's like, always been flashy. God love him. But Norm's always. Can you imagine like being your designated driver rolls up in your neighborhood in a Rolls Royce, pulls in the driveway. And you know, Norm, he's probably beeping the horn and everything like crazy. But just a great friend. And we appreciate um, her long friendship. And she listens to the podcast all the time. So thank you, Sarah. We have a small ask of you three things. If you uh would be so kind. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up on the podcast. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. And number three, show our sponsors some love. And they do include Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. 1-800-HURT-911. Wellstar, more than healthcare, people care. And Dinner Affair. Brand new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act. Proud part of the App and Podcast Network. 